and I have several things I want to say to you that I was reading um, and, and, and heard this statistic, heard this statistic that 70% of women do not embrace their value or their worth. If you think about that in totality, that means that there are three-fourths of us that, do ne that never embrace our God-ordained destiny, that never embrace the fullness of the worth that we've been created to be and to become. And so I want you to just, if you would shift my mic up just a little bit, I, I like to feel it, and I, I got to preach through several, thank you, thank you, yeah, it was, yeah, I like it, yeah, make it sound like it's feeling full in the room. But 70% of women don't embrace that, 70% of women challenge with their flaws, they're challenged with uh, the changes that they go through, they're challenged in terms of hair, in terms of weight, in terms of being identified, identified and validated in terms of their worth. And so I have a prophetic responsibility today to really elaborate on what really is a well woman. What is a well woman? What does that determine? What does that mean? Because the definition that we've been painted by society, by magazines, by propaganda, we've been painted by people that went before us that gave us a definition and it was prescribed based upon merely oftentimes how we look, what our melatonin was, what our pigmentation was, what it suggested on the scale, whether or not our married, whether we were married or whether we were not married, whether we came from a good home or whether we were educated. And so today it is my responsibility to biblically make sure that you understand what God defines you to be. And every woman in this room, be it, be, be, be it whatever flaws you have, maybe you don't, you didn't have the eyes that you wanted. Maybe you didn't have the hair texture that you wanted. Maybe you weren't carrying the weight on the scale that you wanted. Maybe you didn't come from the place you want to come from. Maybe your origins are painful, but God deems you to be so valuable. And so the first thing, if you wrote anything down that I said, the first thing is a well woman is a woman of God. Let me find somebody in the room. Now, I know y'all going to be writing, but I'm going to like a talk back to you. Just, uh, you know, I can be a little whatever you know but a well woman is a woman of God and so before I even elaborate on our wellness because we're gonna have a wellness exam today you know I don't know about y'all but there are times that your job may require it how many of you have ever had to have a wellness checkup I, I appreciate the fact that your pastor had the design and the vision inside of him to have a passion to make sure I love this well woman to make sure that we are functioning at a highest level of capacity as Christian women because I'm talking to Christian women. So the first thing I want you to understand is a well woman is a woman of God. And understand the totality of what that means. Because oftentimes we've embraced women of God, watch this, to be women that are on the bottom. We've often in time, that's why people are fighting church because they don't understand their value and their worth. But women of God are much more valuable and much more important because if you go in the book of Genesis, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speed along today because I want you to, to write notes. If you go in the book of Genesis, when it said that it was not good for man to be alone, so I'll create him a help me that God did not form us from the dust of the ground. 
that when God selected you, you were not cultivated from the mud and all that stuff, but God handcrafted you and customized you. Now, there are places in Genesis that you open and says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep, and God said, let there be. So there were creative miracles that were spoken out of the mouth of God, where God said, let there be, and we saw it manifest and exist. When God got ready to deal with man, there was a form there, but there's a triune being says, let us create man in our image, in our likeness. That means he customized. He fashioned the humanity. He customized. And then when he went deeper and said, you know what? I can't leave Adam by himself. It's not good. That means that when a woman is not present, it's not good. Let me see. I'm not talking about her physical existence in a house, but a woman that is present in a situation, which means she's focused and got her hands in it. It brings some goodness somewhere. So sitting on the seats in this room is a whole lot of goodness. See, I can't get a lot of women to say amen to that because it took me a long time to get here because I thought that good was measured by validation that would come from other people when somebody may well have liked my selfie or somebody may well have liked my hair. But if you remove all of that, before I ever was formed that got hips, lips, and fingertips, he called me good. So I want you to say this in this room. I'm good. I'm good. So a well woman has been fashioned and customized by God. She is a woman of God. That means she's received Jesus Christ as a personal, listen to me, personal Lord and Savior. I'm going to hit this before we get to any other point. Because sometimes you have people that are mixed in the room that go to church but never came to Christ. They are singing on the worship team and, and they are serving and greeting and they are validated by their service, but they don't have a personal experience with God. Salvation is not you just being a member of a church. Salvation is not just you lifting up your hands, but salvation is my personal encounter with God. That means me and God are one-on-one. We, we ain't got to do that yet. That means that me and God are one-on-one. I want to say this to every well woman in the room. Don't just be a churchgoer. Are you listening to me? Don't just be somebody that you a good member. But make sure you got a one-on-one with God. Well women know their Savior. Well women understand their Lord. Well women can be put in any different situation. And they can come out good because they know God. So a well woman is a woman of God that has a personal experience with God. Sometimes our experiences are only made manifest by vicariously through other people. That you're in church because of your grandmama or you're in this because this is what's the right thing to do. But every woman in this room needs a personal encounter with God. I have found, and I'm going to try, I'm going to try to temper myself. I can get a little wild. But I have found this so much in me that I have to continue to feed my personal relationship with God. I cannot identify the personal relationship with God to be uh, 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 how I parented my children or how I was in my marriage or how I thrive on my job or how I am there for my friends or how I support my church. When you get done with all of that, what's your personal experience? Because wellness for you begins with your wholeness. And there is no wholeness outside of God. Let me get, can I get in the mix here? I said there is no wholeness outside of God. I found this out because I was in the church and not whole. I was in the church, as a matter of fact, and experienced a whole lot of hurt. I was in the church and experienced a whole lot of bitterness. 
I was in the church and had a whole lot of brokenness. Nothing wrong with the church. Something fragile about my personal experience with God. I bring that experience to church. But I need it outside of church. You will know your personal encounter about how you define your relationship with God outside of these walls and outside of this community. Who are you personally with God? Are y'all one-on-one in name? Is there an intimacy there? Is there intimacy means he's in me and I am in him? Is that happening there? You got to evaluate that because the only way, the beginning, the foundation of being well and being whole is through personal relationships first. We're going to diagnose this in a minute. We're going to determine because it is my, my responsibility to determine why do 70% of us devalue ourselves. And you understand that you devalue yourselves when you begin to compromise and you begin to settle for things and settle for relationships that really abuse you and hurt you and bring harm to you. But it's your only mark of identification. Today we want to destroy the laws of dysfunction. Because that's very dysfunctional for you to be abused just so you can be loved. For you to be mistreated just so you don't have to feel by yourself. There is a cancer that grows up that, 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 that is vulnerable to women when women are not able to express themselves and feel validated and walk in purpose that will do anything not to feel alone. We'll do anything not to feel isolated because we came here, watch this, we came here with the purpose of bringing glory, of bringing wholeness, of bringing support or help. So I want to get to some places in here. A well woman is a woman of God. A well woman is a woman that has personal, personal encounters with God. A well woman is a woman that is supernatural. We're getting ready to get in something now. A well woman is a woman that's what? Supernatural. There is something exceptional about the spirit of God inside of you as a woman. Let me find somebody. I know y'all writing. There is something exceptional about the spirit of God that's inside of you as a woman. The Bible says greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. You've been placing more value than the he in the world than the he that's in you. If you're not able to cultivate the relationship that he in you, you will never be successful thriving with the he's. And I'm not just talking about man. I'm talking about your experience with humanity in the world. You must discover the greater in you before you can produce something greater outside of you. Let me come in the middle. You must cultivate the greater in you. Before you can produce what's outside of you, because the greater in you produces a supernatural experience. That means there's an exceptional grace that rests upon you that you can do better than others. Okay. Let me give it to you in scripture. First Samuel, you don't have to go there. You can write it down. First Samuel chapter 17. You go down into that chapter and it talks about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel. Now listen to me, Pastor. It says this. It says this. It says that that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God had given them all wisdom, all knowledge, all understanding. Are y'all listening to me? And to Daniel, he gave the interpretation and understanding of vision and dreams. That God gave that to them. And watch this. They were in a place of bondage, limitation. They were enslaved. But God had equipped them with everything that was necessary to survive what, what other people would consider a trial or place of defeat. They were only going to be victorious in any situation. 
So the Bible says this, that Nebuchadnezzar was looking out and he was trying to see what kind of slaves had come into the camp. And so he had a, had a dinner and he invited them to be a part of it. And he was watching them and he noticed that they were exceptional and ten times better than those that were free. Why? Because they had a supernatural impartation from God that made them exceptional and ten times better than their counterparts. See, the devil doesn't want you to know that and so he'll keep you mediocre and make you think that every believer got a struggle but you need to understand before you ever step out of anything he gave you an exceptional grace that you're supernatural that you rise to the top that you're 10 times better than your counterparts somebody say 10 times better it's gonna be good in here today i say 10 times better Here's the problem, and I'm going to get to it. Here, and I see, I see that in you because the enemy has made you feel less than. That's why I came prophetically. That's why the whole schedule had to be interrupted because there are valuable women in this room that you have been subservient to your trials, subservient to your failures. You've been a slave to your past. You've been a slave to your process where you didn't know before you ever stepped out of your house. Grace was on you to be better than that. And I want you to shout in this room, I'm better than that. It took me so long to get here. Let's talk about the test of time for a moment. Can I interject in my subject? Because I just felt the pull when I went prophetically into this. This because I see somebody who is weary with time. Because what you said was, I tried this. I failed in this. I'm in these relationships. So I'm, I, have comp I have complications from past relationships. Or I have consequences that affect my life now from past decisions because I did not know my value. Let me tell you something. Grace doesn't run out. The Bible says that God is rich in mercy and he can take you where you are in the weariness of time and make you be what he called you to be. But you have to embrace and understand your value. Now, you have to be supernatural. Here's what that means. That means that you have to realize that your reality is not governed by your physical reality. Your reality is governed by the spirit of God. The Bible says in Ephesians that Jesus Christ set and God set him in heavenly places and he seated us with him. That's what it says. Read Ephesians 1 and 2. I'm going I'm to I'm work through that, but read it. Go back and read it. It says he set us with him. So I'm far above struggle. I'm far above affliction. I'm far above principalities. I personally take communion every day, and I say in the atmosphere I cannot be sick. I say there can be no curse placed upon me because if Jesus is not sick, I can't be sick. Now watch this because I'm not under the government of age. I'm not under the government of the chronological time of this earth. I'm under the government of heaven. And when I operate under the government of heaven, I, that's the only way I can destroy the laws of the earth. A Roman said this, that to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. But he says this in Romans 8, there's no condemnation to those that walk in the spirit. The government of heaven are not according to the flesh, the laws of earth explain what that means let me give you example in the bible according to the laws of the earth the lion should have devoured daniel but because he had an exceptional grace even the lions could not eat him you need it y'all not listening to me y'all not listening to me. according to the laws of the earth joseph should have been raped and abused and beaten in prison because he was listen a hebrew 
in a foreign prison, they were supposed to take advantage of him. But he had favor in the prison because he was governed by a certain law. And it wasn't a law of the earth. Listen, according to the laws and the customs of the rabbi, the woman with the issue of blood shouldn't have been able to touch Jesus. Because she would have been called unclean. She wasn't supposed to come out of her house. But faith broke a law that forced a rule that was on earth to be released in heaven. When you are supernatural, it'll change the rules for you. You'll get jobs that you're not qualified for. You'll get promotions that you don't deserve because you are supernatural. Somebody is going up from here. When you start understanding that you are a supernatural woman, listen, you're going to get more done than you could in your pity parties. I came to dismantle and destroy dysfunction to get you to stop feeling sorry for yourself and start getting a dimension of faith to say, I am better than this. See, in the, in, can I talk for a few minutes? In the black community, we were always taught if you think said you was better than you was high class, you was sophisticated, you was uppity, and that is a generational curse. That Watch this. You need to understand you are no longer defined, even though your melatonin is black. You're, you're no longer defined by black because if you are, you'll be limited with what black people can and cannot do. When you are defined by the spirit on the government, it don't matter what color I am, what texture my hair is, how many kids I got from how many different daddies because I'm supernatural. I'm still going to get what God promised me. He's still going to do it. A well woman has to determine her definition and where that definition is extracted from. It cannot be extracted from your experiences. And it cannot be extracted from what you see in your mirror. Because if your mirror can define you, it can also break you. If the scale can define you, it can also break you. Watch this. If having a man and not having a man can define you, it can also break you. But when you're defined by the Bible, it doesn't matter who comes. You stay intact because you are a supernatural woman. That means you're going to do better than your counterparts. You're going to exceed. I don't know who I'm talking to. Who did I come for? Let me find my girls up in this room. You're going to exceed higher. That row right there? Higher than your counterparts. You're supposed to have more. I came to prophesy to you to tell you this so you can pick your back up and stop being depressed in your spirit when you realize who you are. Baby, you will make a mountain in a molehill. And I believe that God's getting ready to do some things for women in here. And that's why this time had to be so strategic. And that's why we had to speak to your hearts to make you understand just who you are in God. Do you know who you are? And why are you necessary? Why are you necessary? notes down about a well woman because when women have to go through a wellness check-in so they have to diagnose how many of you have ever done this your job may require that they may give you bonuses for it where you go through a wellness check and they diagnose you and they try to check different systems they give you stuff that prevented preventative care and they talk to you about they they take different tests how many of y'all have ever been y'all need to go get some checkups now take preventative tests to determine how your blood pressure is running the whole nine yards so because this is a well woman in the spirit we need to diagnose we need to see some tests that's going to determine just where we are, how we're flowing, how well am I. Notice this, Jesus is not just satisfied with you being healed. The composite of who he is is being whole. Some of you are healed, which means you got over it, but you're not whole because you're still broken from it. 
Can I testify? Can I testify? When I went through all the trauma from my marriage, when I went through all the cheating that happened in the church, even though I got up and got on my life and thought I was healed because I was moving forward, I still wasn't whole because you could take me back. Psychological statistics say whenever you experience trauma, whenever something comes to remind you, you go back to the age of the moment of that trauma. That's why some people can't go down certain streets. Some people can't, go, can't watch certain movies because it reminds you of something. Watch this. God wants you to be able to see the enemy that attacked you and not be affected by it anymore. That's wholeness. My responsibility for well women is to make sure that all of you is whole. Oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. The first test, the first test that we must give you as women is we need to determine where your prayer place is. Because your prayer place is where you get the information and the sustenance and the fuel that is necessary to give you a weight in the spirit. There are too many people that are lightweights. That means that they can't take anything. The only way that you're going to know whether you can carry away is when pressure is applied. Too many of you all are abandoning missions and abandoning purpose and abandoning your family and your gifts when pressure is applied you settle and when you settle you sabotage so we must determine the strength of who you are has to be the the, the depth of in the capacity of your prayer place now i don't have time to teach a lot on prayer i do a lot with prayer but i need to say this my prayer it's my naked intercession. These things happen in prayer. I meet God at an altar. An altar represents not just a place we kneel, we kneel, but the place where God's going to burn up stuff and stuff I lay on the fire to be burned up that's not pleasing to God. So prayer is not me asking God to pay my bills because really that's not a prayer that a well woman should pray. I'm going to help you all in a minute. Prayer is not me asking God for a husband. I, I wouldn't have to pray for that. He's supposed to give me options. Prayer is a place where I constantly die to my flesh and I lay that for God to burn up everything about me that's keeping you from being big in me everything about me that cursing that that wine drinking that letting them in the back door on a rainy night when I'm horny oh I'm sorry y'all let children in here but this is a well women's thing that thing about me that keeps compromising that's burned up on the altar you can't have a prayer place if you're not ready for something to be burned up It is indifference that has to be burned up. It is apathy. It is mediocrity. Because some of y'all, you'll address the big sins, but the little foxes. They're destroying your divineness to flow. It is my mental issues. And so in prayer, there is me putting stuff on the altar. There's also me, watch this, in a place of worship. Now watch this. Worship is not just the song. Worship is my transparency of my authentic feelings and value I place on God. Let me let me let me explain what I mean. You ever seen somebody that ain't been dating somebody for three weeks and they post up a selfie, me and Bay? You don't even know Bay. You gotta be careful who you keep calling these terms of endearment. Me and Bay made my day. 
you get somebody that you've been online dating that you're not sure if how many mamas he got, baby mamas he got, how many kids he got, the whole nine yards, and you calling him babe. Watch this. Not just calling him babe. You struggle paying your tithes, but you ain't known babe for two months. But you let babe hold your debit card, drive your car, be taking your kids to school, going to get some money, get some gas, and get babe something to eat so babe can go back and get in the bed. That's what you do with babe. Just so somebody can say, ooh, y'all cute together. And some of that stuff that y'all cute hashtag is crazy. You don't trust God to take care of you every day and you don't speak to him. Yet you give him bae your debit card. Wow. I got to hurry up. I, I got to hurry up. You don't mind displaying bae to a stranger. But how many scriptures, where is your display for your relationship with God? Where is your transparency? We don't even know if you're a Christian at work. We don't know based upon your posts with all your titties showing. Y'all got these children in here? That you ain't covering bay. Every Christian woman don't need to put her swimsuit on Facebook. You ain't protecting you in bay. I'm sorry, I said titties, okay, breasts. Y'all shouldn't have let them in here. They told me I was coming to a wellness exam. And in the wellness check, they check your titties. I'm sorry to the camera. I'm bringing it all in. I'm sorry. I respect y'all. I, but I told y'all, I got some ghetto sisters in here, and you got to make it plain. They don't, they don't understand boobs, honey. They think chicken breast is chicken. I got to talk to them about these other things. You know what I'm talking about? Right. And there's a whole lot of breasts up in here. <laughs> so if there is prayer, there's a transparency. There's a worship. That means there's a, I value God to the point that even when you don't see him with me, you know we in covenant. You know I'm taken. Covenant means there's a seal on this relationship. And I want anybody to know that I am not available. Worship means I'm not available. I'm not available for trash. I'm not available for gossip. I'm not available for screwing around. I'm not available for all this other mess. I'm not available. I'm taken. You're going to be well. We got to know how taken you are. I don't play the field. Look at y'all, how y'all looking at me. It's all right. I'm going to get it right. I'm going to say it right. I promise you, I'm a, I am a little educated. I promise. But I still believe you should call them what you call them. Thank you, sis. All right, I'm coming back. My daughter's like, don't embarrass us. Okay, so now, so now, my prayer place determines what's burned on the altar. My worship, that means how available am I? I'm not available to the world. That's what holiness means. It means that I'm holy unto him, which means I don't give you something you can't get from God you got to come through God to get to me oh Lord I wish I had time to hear online dating oh Lord Jesus you can give me 60 seconds all these match.coms all these black people meet cause y'all ain't gonna pay for the ones that cost something I'm finna get in trouble again and the hoe is tender 
That's just booty call. Why don't we just call it that? Tinder is simply booty call. You know what? Y'all didn't want me to say, let me, I'll say it again. I said that's booty. <laughs> Give me a high five. You know I'm right. Raise your hand if you've been on Tinder and put your head down. Uh-huh, I know y'all won't do it. I know y'all won't do it. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I know, I know y'all won't do it. I know y'all won't do it. I know y'all, I wouldn't do it either. Your pastor's sitting up in here. I'm going to show say, down right there, pastor. You better watch her now. And I wish you would do the statistical data of how many people get whole relationships and are complete before you start engaging in apps because you're searching for something that only God can fulfill. If you got to search for a man to complete you, you're going to be dysfunctional in that relationship. That means that when he's not there or he's not available, then it breaks you. You need wholeness, so your prayer life must be intact. Then that means this, watch this, a prayer life must be principled. Here's where people miss it. A well woman will know principles. What does that mean? That means that you do a research into the scriptures, and you pray according to the word of God, because that's what God responds to. I wish he would respond to every one of my tears. He's touched. I wish he would respond to me getting in my prayer time. Baby, please do this. Baby, do that. He's touched because he loves me. But he cannot respond outside of the dimension of faith. He cannot respond outside of his word. And a lot of you have not have spent time to get into the word of God to pray regarding your situation. David did not face Goliath without a bag of stones. The Bible don't say where David had that he left his bag at home. No, he prepared when he went out to meet Goliath. But let me give you this now. Notice this, that David didn't take a sword to fight Goliath. He didn't take a sword to fight him. They were offering him the best swords. And notice this, he didn't take a shield to fight him. Even when they tried to dress him with those weapons, because there were strategic weapons for strategic battles. David was going to have to puncture Goliath in a place that was beyond Goliath's reach that could hit him. A sword could not reach his temple. I'm trying to give y'all revelation. A sword could not knock him down. David didn't have that kind of reach. And so he had the reach of a sling because he knew how to do this, because he knew how to fight with his hands. The Bible says this, he wrestled a bear, he wrestled a lion, but why with Goliath was it a sling? We never hear, they always say David with the sling, but we never hear about the sling until there's a Goliath because God changed the weapons. The weapons wouldn't have been changed had David not had that personal time with prayer to be downloaded with that kind of wisdom. Prayer is the foundation and the cultivation of a spring and a well of a wisdom that will give you direction and help you champion challenges. If you leave home without prayer, you've left home without oxygen. Because you didn't prepare for your day in the spirit. I, I learned this when I was in a prayer drought. When I was just doing the prayer that would meet the quarter with God. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm praying. But I was crisis prayers, praying for people, praying to meet a quota, but it wasn't personal. It's, um, y'all got these children in here. It is having um, uh, uh, intercourse with no release. Watch this. It, it's, it's masturbation when there's no intention for the seed to plant anything. See, I'm bringing it to you because I got some sisters in here. But though y'all look cute today, y'all understand exactly what I'm talking about. Raise your hands, sisters. Where you at? Don't leave me out there. Raise your little hands. Raise them on up. 
I'm saying that so you can understand and be relative to what I'm saying. When you go into prayer without that, then you come back and you don't feel like you got anything in you because there was no seed placed there. Words are seeds. And you need those words from God daily. So I can't go into prayer without preparation. I need to be praying something that's tailored to get God's attention. Because when I say, God, you said in your word, he's ready to respond. You have angels that are not working. Because all you're doing is crying and he doesn't, listen, he doesn't respond our pity. We must fight from a place of victory. The power seat, not a place of pain. Which means I may be circumstantially feeling wounded, but the government of heaven needs the right words. Are you listening to me? So I first check is that's your sister are you praying and are you praying right oh let me give you these points how much time is this giving Tori how much can we go 15 minutes by 15 minutes I can make this work in 15 minutes don't be stuck up here because God gave me something he's ready amen somebody say amen okay right watch this now the next thing a well mama must check is is your gates your mental gates there are several gates that a woman has but her most powerful gate is her mind somebody would have said her heart but I'm going to talk to you about a woman's heart in a minute your the most powerful gate because they access the gate of your heart through the gate of your mind so it is your mental gate because it is the place where warfare the biggest part of your battle takes place and many of you don't guard the gates of your mind. Let me tell you why. When you guard the gates of your mind, the most valuable thing you protect is your vision and your hearing. That means you don't allow yourself to be exposed to everything. So because a woman can deeply meditate, a woman can deeply have intuition and discernment much deeper than a man. Because we are so emotional and we are so intentional. Our minds are our biggest gates. And the enemy ties us up in our minds and scars us in our minds so that, watch this, we can't produce what's right in our hearts. So the wellness check that's necessary today, and I believe in mental health, but here's something that you need to know about your mental health. Whatever images are coming, images often come through hearing and through sight, through us hearing more. Let me show you what I mean. Men are turned on by sight. You can dress up a raggedy woman. They'll say, ooh, I don't care, but she fine. And the brother said, because y'all in here, amen. <laughs> Women are turned by what they hear. A slagger to cripple joker can sweet talk us with no job to take care of his kids and work three jobs because what he said to you. We are overwhelmed by words. We want to build relationships. Because we don't carry seed. Men carry seed. We don't carry seed. So we need something that will project in us, something that will incubate in us, and it comes to the gate of what we hear. That's why a man can be online with you that you'll never see and can have you tell me, I love him and we're going to get married and you ain't never seen him. And when you get to him, it's a her, catfish, mully, 
it, whiting trout. Just a mullet. And I don't understand why you did me like this. And I don't understand how you could do this. No, you subjected yourself by your watches, by your self-worth, that you're not valuable enough for somebody to court you through the internet. I'm in trouble in here because I, I see all these, these dating relationships that's up in here. I see these cyber marriages. And it's breaking people. Because you don't understand your value. Okay, yeah, talk to them. But you need to understand, you didn't protect your gates. You, I, I, I don't understand. I've had the occasion with my children to watch this catfish show. I just don't understand how we can be talking for eight months. And we going to get married and I ain't never seen you? Bruh. Nobody is like their picture. I never seen you. And I don't build a whole world with you. I don't invest in my whole heart and move to another city. It suggests, it suggests, it suggests something in us that is left without worth. That's not a well woman. That's a woman who has mental and emotional problems. Who has never been taught how to guard her gates. That's why I said the biggest door of your gate. Some of y'all, it's not affecting you because you closed the gates a long time ago. You just here. I got to deal with that because there's a guard that you have that's a barrier to your next breakthrough. You can't remain guarded in that place where you're not even open to God because you say, I ain't going to never trust nobody. Ain't nobody ever going to do this to me. But you're going to have to learn how to trust God. You got to open it. Okay, okay, okay. So I would tell her, you cannot hear these kind of things. You cannot know everything everybody said. You cannot process information properly. I need you to hear me. Many of us, when you have been traumatized in your life, you don't process properly and you don't suffer well. That's why these gates have to be protected. And you know who we are. We're investigators. I feel y'all married? Y'all not married? Let me tell you about a woman. A woman is a private eye detective investigator. Delilah wasn't playing. And there's a Delilah in every woman that will find out where you've been, who you've been with. She, we will break codes. We'll get your password. We'll listen to your voicemails. I've tapped into the voicemail and recorded it. Because we'll start thinking, what would he be saying? What would he be? And we start investigating y'all while y'all sleeping, going through your wallet checking out your pockets, reading a blurred receipt. Hmm. We'll go to the store and ask them to pull the cameras. No, 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 no. 
because it is our innate, listen to me, it is our innate nature, our intuition, but it can be very dangerous when it is not discerning. When a woman's intuition is desperate, watch this, it's going to destroy when her intuition is discerning and disciplined, you can recover and save something and be discreet. But when it becomes desperate, that's why I have to protect these gates. They can't get disturbed. So in your wellness, if you're going to be a well woman, you got to protect what affects your mind. Stop letting them bring up to you stuff that's in the past. Stop saying, child, I saw your baby daddy today. And girl, he was over to your friend's house and all that stuff. And you've been over him. You married for 15 years. And that thing made you mad all over again. No, that's a trigger. Which brings me to this. Which, listen to me well, women. Which brings me to this. A well woman has to be a woman that is disciplined. Here's what that means. Not that you, I don't eat that much. Oh, I pay my bills on time. No, this discipline is me disciplining, watch this, my desires. It's me being under, watch this, a tutelage. What am I a student of? Am I a student of order? Am I a student of integrity? Am I a student of being a good mother and a good wife? What discipline are you living under? You cannot be this woman, how we've been taught our whole lives, that you're just going to get yours. The most dangerous woman in this room is a woman that's out to get hers. I'm going to hit that. Because that woman will be driven to get it by any means necessary, and she won't care about anybody else. God blesses you to help somebody else, which means this. God tailored you for purpose. I created Eve to help somebody's purpose. If what you're getting is not to help somebody else, but to make them jealous, then I want to tell you it either will be destroyed or will be short-lived, or you'll never get it. A well woman has to be under a specific discipline. Sometimes to get there, she has to have a specific diet. Y'all think I'm talking just about food. This kind of diet is a diet of prayer, a diet I can't be on Facebook. Don't nothing drive me. I hate y'all putting this on camera, but I'm just going to bust that out. Don't nothing drive me more than my 79-year-old mama getting on Facebook. It drains me. Hope she don't never. I hope she ain't watching. Hope she don't. Let me tell you why. Because you getting pieces of people's lives in your eighty-year almost experience that it's not relevant to you anymore. That you really believe that these people are really living these fake lives that they put out there, and so you begin to be so burdened about people that you see doing that. That's see. She's got to discipline that and stay away from that because what that does is alter perspectives. And so you don't see your pastor right. You don't see men right because I don't care what y'all say. What builds strongholds are mental climates. That a mental climate is this. It's the, the strongest thoughts that are more entertained build a climate. And so no matter what you say, you can't penetrate it. And that's why the Bible talks about cast down imaginations, pull down strongholds. Is this happening to anybody? Pull down strongholds. Pull down, when he says strongholds, people think it's something physical. No, that's mental. 
You have to, you have, to get, have the right circle and the right connection of people that can talk you out of that crazy. Because if not, you know you will kill somebody. The most dangerous people in a church is mad women. We will drag you. Y'all make me sick looking like y'all so perfect and honest. And I know I'm looking at some people in here. You give you a minute and mess up your hair right or say something wrong to your child. Listen, I still got blood in my teeth about my children. I will. I, don't let me put this mic down. I will drag you about my little nappy head babies. So you got to protect me. I can't let that stuff get in my mind. I have to say, don't tell me. Why do you still have them as Facebook friends? And why do you have these false and these fake pages that you set up to go be nosy for stuff that's already bothering you? Why are you not concerned about your soul health? Why are you scrolling that? Go right now on your phone and unfriend them. Do it, baby. That's it. You don't need that. It becomes toxic. And so the filter of you receiving from God is through your toxicity. And it's, it's rotten and contaminated. And so when your pastor is preaching, you are resisting something that could help you. She said, I got two minutes, two football minutes. Two football minutes. Say, this is my wellness check. Before I leave this, can I say this? Secure your mental health. I, I, I've, I've decided, I've decided this because pastors can only counsel so much. You need professional Christian therapists and counselors that are in partnership with the church that you can go get some help. You need to get on a couch with your legs closed and get some things done. I had to throw that in there. Flag on the play. You're making your pastor be responsible for years and layers that there need to be trained specialists that can walk you through those stages of deliverance. I am a firm believer of therapy. The church used to say, y'all need that, y'all just need to get delivered. There are layers of deliverance. And deliverance begins with a decision and sometimes people have to be, have the courage to be led to those decisions. You give the devil 30 years and want God to do it in one service and there are times he does do that. There are times he does do that, but for the most part, for you, you need to be processed. You need a process of purification, a process of deliverance. You need to talk to somebody. Okay. A woman that is well is a woman that builds. It's a woman that does what? Builds. The Bible says this, a wise woman builds her house. My 
watch this. But a foolish pluck it. Now, pluck doesn't mean it destroys in one day. Slowly, she pulls away honor from her man. She shows her daughter how to dishonor and how to not want a man. Some of this stuff that you are praying about your children because of the perversion they're in, it's because you told them, you showed them what was right was dishonorable. And it was bad for you. You damned God's institution by constantly using them as a venting piece to tell them how bad your marriages were, how bad your men were, how bad they were. And so you taught them not to be able to trust in an institution that God ordained. Are you listening to me? So if you're going to build your house, you're going to have to first build it with discretion. Stop. You need to embrace the Sealy anointing is what I call it. You better not tell nobody but God. You are talking too much on temporary stuff that you just having a bad day and that was a permanent mark in your daughter or your son's life and their spirit because it was just a bad season. And so they don't stay in their marriages because you taught them, you ain't got to take that. When any time you engage in a marriage with anything, you have said, I am willing to take it. Because marriage is not based upon feelings. Marriage is a spiritual foundation based upon a bond that we grow and expand and multiply and produce in the spirit. Stop picking people that you can't produce with. You can only make babies. So we have to make sure. Are y'all listening to me today? A well woman has to have that level of balance. That she has what? Say discretion. Don't tell everything. Stop going out to eat three times and cause y'all get along well. Y'all ain't best friends. Any friendship that is formated that you call it your best and you were six months in it, get out of my face. Cause I ain't seen the worst of you yet. Give me somebody that's 30 years. We ain't been pruned through it yet. We, we, we haven't, and so that, that shows my vulnerability. That shows that I'm not okay being by myself. It's time for you, can I prophesy? And I got to count down my, my minutes now. It's time for you to be okay. And it's time for you, listen, it's time for you to determine the areas in your life that are not okay. Because on your wellness exam, they're going to give you back a printout and they say, this is something you need to work on. It's time for you to drink more water. Here's what that means. They say for a human being to experience the fluidity and age gracefully, that that person should drink half their weight in water per day. Because this water flushes out the toxins because you are more water than anything. But there are a lot of dehydrated Christians because water for a Christian is the spirit. And so you're handling things through your own mind and through your own traumas and through the own way you saw other people do it trashy and because you're dehydrated and you have no spirit. So everything is going to garbage. And everything is going to desperation. Whenever you drink more water of the spirit, it will detox things and your perspective will clear up. This is why I'm saying to you, a well woman has a clear perspective. 
That means she thinks right about people. She thinks right about herself. And she thinks right about God. How are you thinking? And she won't be around here, can't speak to nobody. Around here saying, uh, you better watch her. I don't trust her. Mm-mm. You are in here because everybody's broken. And what it has supposed to happen is my hole is supposed to help your broken. Okay, the strong ought to bear the infirmity of the weak. I should bring strength in an area that you're vulnerable. But instead, here's what we do. We disconnect. A well woman will guard against the disease of disconnection. going to eat with them. Mm-mm, I ain't fellowshipping with them. Sitting on the same row and won't speak to them, won't get to know the neighbor. That is not the community of well women. Well women can change the trajectory. Okay, the, 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 the daughters of Zelophehad changed the order of the day and even got God to step into the meeting and say they right. Because these women were able to come together and decide as sisters, we should get what's ours. When is there going to be a community of sisters that's not black girl magic, I ain't criticizing it, that's not old boss ladies and boss up. No, they're Christian women who made a sound decision that we're going to be whole at the well and we all going to go together and fight for our marriages, fight for our bodies, fight for our families, fight for our legacy, and we're going to change a culture. with this there's a group of women and I can't remember the part of Africa now a group of women in Africa that came together and decided that they were going to build a community that they would no longer have their daughters that, that they would no longer be raped by men and misused by men they were going to protect themselves they were only women and so they had to decide if this is going to happen they would have to get away from the community for which they had been vulnerable and abused and they needed men to pay this and pay that and all that stuff and they had to set up something on their own to develop but they decided in that place that we all have equality that we're all going to take our gifts whatever it is to help build somebody and they built a community and now watch this not one of them since this community was developed or built have been raped have been annihilated and even some men have married them in suitable marriages because they decided enough is enough they built a culture and a climate that even though this is sick we're going to be well and we are going to make some decisions even if it means the decision I have to make is to cut away is to cut away from what's toxic, what's contaminated to decide and for a season we have to go without the protection of their wallet without the protection of their money without getting our hair done, our nails done but we have to stop this because the generation that's coming, we're just going to stay in this cycle of abuse, you got to destroy the dysfunction even if it means that you got to go without getting your hair done either it means it affects your house financially, when those women first got together they were poor then they discovered there's something about lack that will cause your gifts to emerge. They discovered gifts that now they are one of the richest and most wealthiest communities because the women came together to decide not to be toxic. This whole conference, these whole classes, that this one day that blew up into something big was for you all to decide today. I'm going to be well, but I got to do what it takes to be well. What does well mean for you? What do you have to do to be well? Who do you have to cut? This is amazing how God does this. People say, I want to grow in the Lord. I want to grow in the Lord. I want to grow in the Lord and the power of his might. The way God grows you is through cutting. He says, those that produce, 
I cut them so they can produce more. This season of you being cut is not about the devil. It's not about you taking a loss. It's a launching pad for you to go up. But what God wants to do is cut the stuff around you that won't keep you regular so God can take you into a supernatural whale woman. Every whale woman in this house begin to just give him a praise in this room. Come on. Come on. Come on, give him a praise. This is the beginning of something better for you. We're going to keep on to y'all praising. We're going to keep on to y'all praising. I'm talking about a real praise. I'm talking about a real praise. While I was, while I was, while I was speaking to you, I saw lumps drying up. Lumps in breasts and fibroid tumors. Every, every woman, lift your hands. Every abnormal cell configurating to disease in this house be dismantled, be desecrated, be dissolved in the name of Jesus. I declare it by the, come on, lift your faith, by the power of God. Not a disease in this room. That all are healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Clap your hands for your healing. Every woman standing in here. That has been battling urinary tract infections. That's battling kidney stones. That is an anxiety and gastric problems because of stress-induced illnesses. I break, lift your hands, I break its power. You don't understand, I'm a supernatural woman. And I can declare in the atmosphere that there are creative miracles in this room. If you will lift your hands and reach in your faith, what you came in here for, God will exceed your expectations. I pray this over you right now. Come on, reach up for it. Yeah, Lord, I heard you. And every woman broken by relationships and a Judah spirit and a violation of your trust. Where you felt used and dropped to the side. And you've had to struggle while somebody else that did you wrong survives. Every woman in this room, and I need to give you this right now. My gateway to healing in my life was my process of forgiveness. I want you, when they get ready to play this music, I want you to think of the people that really, really, you struggling your spirit because of what they did. They may never apologize. And release them this day. What you're going to do is denounce my relationship with the anger that I have towards this or the hurt that I have towards this individual. As they play that music, go ahead and do it. I had to do this. Go ahead. Come on. Denounce it. I don't care if it's a daddy. A, not loud. Not loud. I don't care. You can play it soft. I don't care if it's a daddy or an uncle that molested you. I don't care if it was a stepfather, a mother's boyfriend. I don't care if it was a husband that abandoned you. I don't care if it was a brother or somebody that walked out. I don't care if it was a mother or aunt that put their hands on you and now you're confused in your sexuality. Come on, somebody. Release them. Come on. Release them. It's the gate to breakthrough. Let it go. Stop the music for one moment. I'm right at a critical place because some of y'all are struggling with this. I understand the struggle. Because I felt the release would give the, get them off this. They'll never have to pay for it. But I didn't understand. It was a, I was in a spirit of necromancy. I had to be delivered. That means I would stay married to a dead issue. I, 
cannot change the past. And when you, when, you, when you do that, you allow the decomposing issue to become a part of who you are. So you become contaminated with hurt and pain that affects your health, your wealth, and your abundance. So this time when I let the music go up, let them go if you have to holler it out. Now, let's go. Come on, let's, let's go. Let's let it go. Let's let it go. Come on, let's let it go. Come on, open up your mouth. You got you to gotta use your voice. You got to put voice to that. Some of y'all are just doing it inside, but you got to put voice to that. You got to be healed from these hurts. That they've been lingering in your kidneys and they've been lingering in your organs and, and it's formating disease. There is supernatural healing in the place. Put your hands on your belly. Come on. I prophesy and speak that the fire of God. I, I prophetically declare that today is your freedom. That today is your freedom. I prophetically declare that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, lift your praise, lift your praise. Come on, lift your praise, lift your praise, lift your praise. Come on, lift your praise, lift your praise. Come on, lift your praise, lift your praise. Now I'm going to prophesy to every one of my well women. Lift your hands. I've so enjoyed y'all so bad with time I'm sorry I'm bad with time when it's so good but I've so enjoyed you but I, let me declare over you that you will leave this place with a jump start in your spirit woman of God right here you yeah with the glasses on I see a supernatural healing taking place I see you being healed of some hurts that have been lingering there that have affected you emotionally and you felt like a ton of bricks was like on your back and how you got to feel like you prepare yourself to carry this weight the whole your rest of your life but I want to declare to you the same thing Jesus said to that woman thou art loosed from this infirmity you are loose from this infirmity and even though Bishop Jakes preaches and uses it but you need to read the text Jesus said it best and said it first that that woman was 18 years bowed over that means it was a long frustration there's some women in here, it's a long frustration. I've been dealing with this for a long time. I came to prophesy as his mouthpiece and say, you are loosed from that infirmity. I want women just to prophetically do this as a symbol. I want you to bend over and straighten up. When you straighten up, that's the freedom of God. And you ought to give him a praise. If you got to do it again, do it again. Come on, bend over. Come on, straighten up and give him a praise. You are loose from that. I said you are loose from that. Yes. 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 Woo. Come on, praise him. That's it. Be free in your praise. Be free in your worship. You are loose from mediocrity. You are loose from apathy. Come on, you are loose from that. I feel there's a refreshing of God in this room. There's a refreshing of God over you. How many of y'all feel that? I feel that. I feel something started in the room. 
I feel something started in the room, women of God. I feel something started. This is what I want you to do prophetically. Let's do this. Twelve establishes. I want you to go to twelve women and tell them this just simply. Be well. Come on, go to twelve. 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 I want you to declare it to them. Don't just say it sweet. Say be well. Come on, declare it to them. Be well. so good I have thoroughly enjoyed this I see some well women in here you in that pretty fuchsia dress you well be well for the next 21 days we're gonna tell women be well be well you hear me I came for you be well know your worth we're gonna change the statistics it will not be 70% women don't know their worth in this house say 100% know your worth be well now I got to give this back to your wonderful pastor we did bring some CDs that will help build you and make you better and then I brought some t-shirts they're not fancy they're not anything you can take a, like a selfie like this like you know it got the bling on it it simply says prayer is life and OCD is originate cultivate dominate they are shirts I prayed over to have an activation of something that when you receive that impartation, because this is the process that God has me in. This is the wind of adrenaline that's on my life. And so I prayed over them, and I'm releasing to them to those that will invest in that. They're $25, like I said. But I, I believe this, and I've seen miracles from our prayer line. We've been seeing at least four healed of cancer. notable miracles there have been other miracles of jobs miracles of even we were praying for somebody that there was a death sentence over that needed a heart listen they, and, the, and the time was running out last week heart came listen they gave her the heart transplant and the doctor said they don't understand it because she's doing far better than they ever had any other patient until she's out of ICU already sitting up talking on FaceTime me the day what was a couple of hours after surgery why because we are supernatural people on that prayer line and we are ten times better we are like none other I love you well women you can meet us at our table our resource table if you have time but I appreciate come here you such an awesome man of God you love people the thing I love about you the most is the heart I see you have for people and I pray that God will protect and guard your heart and keep it cultivated that you will be so enriched and that God will blow your mind. But not only that, he will strategize you and staff you and cause such, such 
fruitfulness to come from this ministry. I love the name already, Freedom Church. All right, Freedom Church, give God a holler in this room. Let's put our hands together and bless God for Dr. Tanya Hall. Come on, let's bless God for her. Were you blessed by that? Amen. I appreciate her so much in her ministry. She is amazing, and I thank God for her. Is it just me, or did you see God just weave this whole thing together? I mean, this is just, it, it, it's incredible. I mean, it's just incredible. I'm so grateful to God. Listen, um, keep standing just for a minute. Um, I know we're way behind time, and I understand that. And we got food and everything. But I need to do this first. Um, when we put this together, we didn't put a registration fee.